Welcome to the SpursDynasty.com podcast. Welcome back to the SDP. I'm Steven, joined by my main man, Trace. Bro, how are you? What is going on? What's good, man? Uh, so, you know, things are mostly good, despite the last two Spurs games. Um, but, you know, we, we're, still, we're still in the hunt for the fourth, fifth seed, and... So, thing, you know, we can't complain too much compared to where we were a couple weeks ago. Uh, that said, things are getting a little weird on the Internet. I think you've probably also noticed. I spent a little time on Spurs Twitter, and, uh, you know, uh, what, what's going on out there? What do you think is going on in Spurs Twitter? Um, there is a lot of nonsense going on with Spurs Twitter, and I think that we're going to have to discuss some of it. Um, it there are, it's obviously dark times right now um, for the San Antonio Spurs, and Spurs Twitter has become a dark place. I, I, I have to go on record here and say that the, the Spurs fan base that live on Twitter is not nearly as bad as Jazz Twitter is. The Utah Jazz Twitter is, um, man, Trey, that's a dangerous world. Those people are living in a in a delirium that I can't quite un- explain. It's like it's like the movie Requiem for a Dream, but for jazz fans. That, it's that weird and dark. And so at least we're not that bad. But, man, Spurs Twitter has got some, some nonsense going on. The latest stuff that I heard this morning when I got to, to my phone and opened up Twitter is people are really talking about trading Kawhi Leonard because of these silly, ridiculous reports that ESPN and Jalen Rose are throwing out here that – Kawhi wants out and he's looking for new stuff. And Nate Robinson had a podcast where he said there was a big bag of money that Kawhi was ready to get rid of and or that, that was going to be offered to Kawhi. And I guess that's the thing now, Trace, is we're going to trade Kawhi Leonard because why not? Everything else has been going on down the dark rabbit hole. So, yeah, let's, let's just trade one of the three best players on the planet. Why not? Yeah, where did this, where did Nate Rob, where did Nate Robinson come from? I mean, I like I know where he came from. He's from Seattle, but like in 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 the Kawhi Leonard universe saga that's happening right now, it feels like a comic book. It is you know where 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 did Nate Robinson get his? Has he ever talked to Kawhi Leonard? Does he even know what Kawhi Leonard looks like? Does Kawhi Leonard I, even I know who Nate Robinson is? Yeah, I don't know if the two have ever met. I mean, that that seems very odd to me. There's not really a connection there, but. Uh, Nate Robinson seems to be drawing some parallel with his inside scoop that he's that Kawhi is going to be traded to the Lakers and Kawhi can't wait for it and whatever. And you know what? Maybe he does. I don't like we're at a point right now where I don't think anybody really knows what's going to happen. But if we're looking to Nate Robinson and Jalen Rose to be the beacons of truth around here, like we're all doomed, man. Like that's not a good place for anybody to be in. No, and so I, there's a couple of things that you know I've been thinking about in regards to what's happened. So, so the reason that everything kind of blew up again this week is because Kawhi Leonard went back to New York, right, to to talk to his uh, his doctor sure. that he's working with in New York, his trainers and doctor in New York. This seems to make sense for a number of reasons. Uh, the first of which being that those are the so according to everybody those are the doctors that have to clear Kawhi Leonard before he can play basketball again. Right. So, right. Yeah. Is it, is it, it is could it be insane a that he's, 
Yeah, exactly. So you know, I'm not I'm not ready to look at the whole world through these through these rosy shades or whatever. But but Kawhi Leonard being back in, I don't, I just that doesn't strike me as a negative. I mean, I I know I said a few weeks ago that I thought Kawhi Leonard would play this season, and if I'm being honest with myself, I mostly just didn't want us to agree on every single th- thing on this podcast. So I decided that I would <laughs> I would take the side of Kawhi Leonard playing again Thanks this for season. Being the voice and of I was reason. Hoping- <laughs> I was hoping I could lord it over you at some point, but I, it's not happening. It's Kawhi is not playing this season. Um, yeah. And so yeah. the fact that he's back in New York should neither freak anyone out more than they've been freaked out, nor should it signal like, like any sound the alarms. We've got to trade this guy immediately because he has like, if you want, if, apparently if he ever wants to play basketball again, he has to get those guys in New York to clear him. So what's the point of him being in San Antonio? Right. Right. I mean, and again, it's about perspective. He's not injured. We've been saying all year long, everybody writes the report and say that he is, he's injured. He's not injured. He has a degenerative disease that is causing this problem, which makes sense why he would go seek a second opinion because, hey, first doctors, I mean, I don't know those guys either, but if, if I got diagnosed with a disease of any kind, God forbid, and a doctor told me something that, you know, might not be to my comfort level, I'm going to go seek a second opinion. But now we want to say, nope, Kawhi is a, he's a jerk because he wants to go see these specialized doctors. No, man, that's ridiculous. Let the guys go see his own doctors. Let him take care of his own health first. And Spurs fans who are ready to just move on and trade him, uh, I, I have to question their loyalty. I'm not going to back that. I do understand the logic. So, Trace, let's, let's walk this parallel through. Let's look at the Chris Paul situation that just happened. Chris Paul was nice enough to come forward and say, guys, I'm not going to play for the Clippers anymore. I'm going to go play with Houston, one way or the other. What a nice guy. Work out a, what a nice guy, right? Humanitarian of the year. Um, he had an opportunity to go and say that to those guys and said, basically, I don't want to leave you high and dry, so I'll sign with you, and then you can trade me. We'll, we'll work out a sign and trade. So we did. So they got some parts back from Houston. Great. That's nice. Maybe Kawhi does that. Maybe he goes into Greg Popovich this summer and goes, hey, coach, it's not working. I'm going to move on. Like, let's make something happen. I doubt that is actually going to be the case. But if he does come in and say that he wants a trade, that's well within his right to do. But the Spurs should be prepared that they could lose him for nothing. And they should be prepared that they could re-sign him for everything. And then on top of that, now you might have these trades to work out. And I just don't think, Trace, that anyone really has the assets, the pieces that can really assemble a trade package that makes it worse, the Spurs, like, giving up the chance to re-sign Kawhi Leonard. Like, I don't, that has to be a point where both sides openly admit that they're dissatisfied with each other, that the relationship is damaged. And we have not heard that from Kawhi or from the Spurs organization. So this trade nonsense to me is just that. It's nonsense. No, and, and the other thing is, you know, if, if it, if it turns like, like you said, hope it doesn't come to fruition, but if, if the Spurs end up needing to trade Kawhi, they're kind, of, they're kind of in the perfect place to do it right now, besides the fact that we might not think that there's the right assets out there. There's, but okay, let's be clear. There's never going to be enough assets to trade the best, one of the best three players in the league to anybody for any. Like, there's you just that's 
any way you look at that, you, you're getting the wrong. Unless Kawhi Leonard's leg falls off next year, like the Spurs will be getting right. the wrong end of that deal. Uh, but the fact that Kawhi Leonard can, one, sign a Supermax this summer, or whether he signs a Supermax this summer or not, is going to be a, is, is signed through next season means that the Spurs could trade him this offseason or if he or they could trade him, you know, before the all-star or before the trade deadline of the following during season. the year. Yeah. But I think, yeah, as they're, they're kind of in the perfect place. If it comes, if it comes down to Kawhi coming back to them saying, I don't want to be here anymore, or they just decide to trade him because they're tired of the circus that it's been, they, you know, they, they yeah, like they're in a perfect place to not get him, not give up anything or not have to give up everything and get nothing back in return. So, to that point, the Spurs are in the driver's uh, seat, if you ask me. Yeah, exactly. And Kawhi, you know, Kawhi's going to have to, if he's going to come back next, if he doesn't get traded this summer, I think he's going to have to really prove that he's worth being traded next season if he wants to be traded, which means, yeah. you know, that he's going to have to play some good basketball. Uh, and otherwise, he won't get a good deal in the offseason either. So the Spurs are going to the Spurs are going to come out okay if they have to trade Kawhi Leonard, and I don't want them to, but I do somewhat enjoy playing around in this hypothetical world of Kawhi Leonard being traded just because it's fun to to talk about what pieces they could get in return. And so earlier today, you did a thing that I was first kind of scared and sad about, but you asked you asked you asked Twitter to give us some ideas on what 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 the Spurs should accept in a trade for Kawhi Leonard. There's I'm some looking wild at one shenanigans right now. out there, man. There's some wild stuff. I'm looking at one right now. The idea here was Markel Fultz, he of the mysterious shoulder, Dario, Ugh. the homie Sarich, who I love, by the way, uh, a guy on the – Sixers, whose last name is Bayless, and I can't remember his first name right now. I apologize. To my I think it's uh, Jared Bayless. That's right. That's right. Jared Bayless. I, as, as bad as we want to Lakers. say Skip. Yeah, I, I don't ever want to. Oh, God. I, that's another story for another time. I hate Skip Bayless. <laughs> um, and, and the Lakers pick if the Sixers end up getting it for Kawhi. Before, before I, that's not enough. I, I would love, okay. Well, that's yes. Okay. Yeah. There, there's that's kind there's of no way that that's, say, but <laughs> there's, there's no way that's enough because you take on a guy like Fultz, Mark, Markel folks, man. I mean, what has that guy gone through? What is his, his headspace like? I mean, they took a guy with some unlimited potential and some real talent and they stripped him down to nothing, man. Like I'm not convinced that he's ever going to be the type of player that he was. I mean, He's going to have to go through all kinds of mess. Sarek, like, I get it. I, I, I understand the appeal for a Spurs fan to want that, but this is not 2007. Like, that's not the wave that the league is going to anymore. So I, I'm, not, I'm not really buying that. And then the Lakers pick is like, I mean, we can get tons of firsts. Like, why, the, that, that's not necessarily appealing to me because I don't want to wait around for five years to see if this first round, you know, this lottery pick from the Lakers pans out. Obviously, I understand the value of the pick, but the package to, to me is not enough. I mean, Trace, would you pull the trigger on that deal? No, and I, you know, I'll say a couple, like, Fultz, man, I, so, quick story, I saw Fultz play 
at uh, University of Washington last year. We went to went to the UW USC game, and I got to tell you, man, that that UW team was awful. Like it was just atrocious. Yeah. And Fultz, you know, bless his little heart. He for the first half of that game, he tried so hard to to be a point guard and get his teammates involved and. You could just, you could just see, I, as the game went on, like I, I feel like I watched his face like get ten years older, just like yeah, in 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 depression of I have passed, I have he's he made these great moves, he would drive, you know, kick it out to like a guy who's wide open behind the three point line because that, like three guys collapsed onto him, and the guys just over and over missing wide open three, like horribly missing wide open threes, like not hitting the rim, not hitting anything wide open threes. And in, in the second half of that game, he just kind of, he just kind of went, you know, into effort mode, man. And uh, he, he kept them, he kept them in the game late. They, you know, they didn't win. Uh, USC was much better as a team than, you know, Fultz by himself. But so I think all this to say, like, I, I, I think he kind I think he has, Obviously, he has talent. He wouldn't have gone top three if he didn't have talent. And I, th- and I, and I think that if he were able to spend a couple years with a guy who, who's named Chip England, his shot could, I think his shot would, would be fixed. But I also don't want to make that move because I don't think, I don't know what happens to Jared Bayless. I don't know what happens to the Lakers pick. But I tell you right now that Fultz and Sarge are not going to fill the void that Kawhi Leonard would. No. Uh, Kawhi Leonard leaving would create. So if I was gonna if I was gonna make a trade if if me Trace Ronning GM of the San Antonio Spurs was gonna make any kind of deal with the Sixers, it would involve. I would I would like Sarge, it, man. I know you, you're not you're not yeah, super into Sarge. I I I want him. I want Sarge and I want Ben Simmons and I want that Lakers pick. And maybe that would be it. Maybe maybe if you're Covington talking with the too. Sixers. Yeah, Covington. I like him. But if you're talking with the Sixers about Kawhi Leonard. And you're and you think you're going to be slick and not include Ben Simmons in that? Then we might as well just hang up the phone. Like, I'm not taking that call if I'm the Spurs. Don't don't try and pass no. me your damaged goods. No, absolutely not. So there's another team. Let me tell you about another phone. one. Oh, yeah, go for it. No, go. You go first. All right, I want to talk to you about this Lakers nonsense because I had a I had a face to face with someone today about a, a, a deal with the Lakers. So you tell me whenever you tell me whenever this deal sounds like enough for you. Okay. Where you're going to, where you're going to take this. Um, Julius Randall and the Lakers first round pick. Is that enough for you? No. All right. Julius Randall. No, I'm, I'm, I'm literally angry now. Yeah, I know. Julius Randall, Kyle Kuzma and a first round pick. It's I want more. Yep. Brandon Ingram. Kyle Kuzma and a first round pick. Maybe we're it's talking a, now. Right. That's the floor. That's the floor of that's what you the floor. offer for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I, is it, it might, I don't think I'm, I don't think that's crazy to say. I don't, I don't think RC Schubert's going to take anything less than that. Like, he's not going to take that, but he certainly wouldn't take anything less than that. No, not at all. I, I and I can't see how, how he would. Here's one more for you that I heard that this one, mildly had me enticed. And I don't think that this one's actually going to go down either. Um, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and a first rounder. Uh, see, you know, that's the one I was going to mention a second ago. Um, uh, uh, I would want, okay. Sorry. You said Jason Tatum, 
Jalen Brown and a first round pick? Yeah. What where is the pick? Do we know? Uh, I want to, man, I don't have it in front of me, but I want to say, I don't think they still, no, Cleveland has Brooklyn. They've got somebody's pick. It'll, it'll probably be a lottery pick. I would say somewhere around six ish. Oh, but let, let's Wait, just say I, for I kicks and it. giggles. It's, it's a 2019. Well, one I'm looking at, it might not be the same one, but a 2019 oh, yeah, top 2019. protected first round pick. It's Memphis's pick that they, uh, uh, there you go. I don't remember. I don't remember how they got Memphis's pick anymore, but the, but, it's it's impossible to keep track of Boston's the picks they own yeah, from they other teams at this point. You know, that's but let's just Jaylen say Brown, eight for right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's pretty good. Pretty good. That, it's so cool. hard. I mean, at, at, you know, the the thing that I hate about trading. Here's what I really, really, really hate about trading. The possibility of trading. I I don't know how it happens, but trading Kawhi Leonard to. Pardon me. Trading Kawhi Leonard to the Celtics means that they're going to have Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving, and Kawhi Leonard on the court at probably the same time. And so, if, you, if you're the Spurs, if you make that trade, I think you have to assume that for the next five or six years, the only way you win a title is by beating that three-headed monster. And I don't know why you give that up if you're San Antonio, because Jay, like if if you can't win a title with Kawhi Leonard and a team you have around you. How are you going to win a title with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum versus Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, and Gordon Hayward? Can I tell you how? I don't know. I, know I have. Yeah. There's one way to do it, Trace. There's only one way to do it. It's the only way that oh, that can happen. LeBron James? Please tell me it involves it's, LeBron James. I, I hate to say it, man, but that's the only way. you got to get him here. There has to be a verbal commitment at minimum where LeBron says to Greg Popovich, you trade Kawhi Leonard – to the Boston Celtics, you get me those young talent pieces like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I'll come down there and play with DeJounte Murray and mentor that young guy. And then you can have a lineup that you roll out there, Trace, of DeJounte Murray, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, LeBron James, and LaMarcus Aldridge. And then you bring Rudy Gay in as the sixth man of the year. That's, that's the only <laughs> yes. way, man. That's the only I way. I forgot about the. I forgot you were conducting the Rudy Gay Sixth Man of the Year train. It, it, it totally fell off the rails earlier this season. Yeah, it, did. I, it, it you, got good point. It got derailed quick. I mean, that's it. Yeah. I, I don't think. I don't think that you're going to get value for him. But even if you're Boston, like put your Danny Ainge hat on. If you're Boston, do you really want to play? Do you really want to bring in a guy like Kawhi Leonard and pay him that max contract with Gordon Haywood coming off of a? horrific broken leg injury and now you traded for for Kyrie Irving who is now going to miss the postseason we just found out today so those two guys have leg issues and now you're going to bring in a third max salary player with more leg issues I don't think Boston's doing that trade like that's all that that's the only way that the Spurs would really take interest I think but I don't think Boston's doing that so kind of a non-starter yeah I I don't think so. Yeah, and I mean that team. Let's let's just you know in in a perfect world, Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving are going to come back next season 100% healthy. They don't 
they're already, you know, they already had the number one seat for a, a long stretch of time this season, and they were, they were right in it with, you know, Toronto until until yeah. recently. They they kind of ran away with it in the last week or so, but well, as Boston's health has just totally imploded. But if, you got to think if that team comes back healthy, like there's no re- there's no reason for them to trade away what could be what what the a few guys that could really extend their window for a guy who may play. <laughs> yeah, and. Yeah, and we know, you know, he's he's Kawhi damn Leonard. Like he's when he when he does play, he's obviously better than Gordon Hayward or Kyrie Irving. But he might not. So yeah, what do you do if he doesn't? And now, and you know, for them that they, they, you know, they're they're going to be able to offer him what like 180 million dollars. You know, it's still it's it's still not like a it's not a drop in the bucket. That's that's, that's a lot of the bucket. So I you're, yeah, I don't see how that ever happens. Well, I want to go on record again and say that I'm not interested in trading for Kawhi Leonard. I think in my, in my heart of hearts, when he is healthy, I mean completely healthy, I think he's the best player in the world. I think he's better than LeBron James. I get why people think that LeBron James is better. But where LeBron is in his career, I know he hasn't really slowed down after, what is he, in his 15th season or whatever. But Kawhi Leonard plays both sides of the ball all the time, and I want Kawhi Leonard on my team. And if I'm the Spurs and I go into a meeting with Kawhi Leonard and his uncle this summer, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kiss their butt, man. I'm going to say whatever it is I need to say. If I have to bring Tony Parker into a room and I have to bring Mono Ginobili into a room and tell them to apologize to Kawhi and his uncle so that Kawhi gets out of his feelings, and so that the Spurs re-sign him, like, I'll do that. Because you don't get that kind of talent to come through the door. Pay that guy every penny. Let him run this franchise for the next five years and do whatever it takes to get there. Um, and I want to I say one other thing, too, about this, uh, about this injury thing and why people are against it. Trace, look at Isaiah Thomas with the Lakers right now. Look what that guy's gone through in just the last 12 months. This time last year, Isaiah Thomas had a hip issue that he wasn't really worried about. He was kind of trying to downplay it. He was toughing it out. He was playing through because it was playoff season. Unfortunately, Isaiah Thomas' sister passed away in the playoffs. He played through that the very next game. I mean, this is a guy that gave his heart and soul to the Boston Celtics franchise. What did they do? They traded him for pennies on the dollar, essentially. They traded him to Cleveland. He goes, he burns out in Cleveland in like five games because he's not healthy. They don't want him. They dump him over to the Lakers. And now what's he doing? He's having hip surgeries out for the season again. Like Kawhi is looking at that situation going, yeah, I'm going to get a second opinion, man. Like I'm going to take some time and get a second opinion. So if you look at those things encompassing like each other, I don't think that this relationship is as damaged as people are making it out to be. And if that's the case, man, Give him $219 million for five years. Pay him. Get him on your team. I don't know. I, that's how I feel about it. I'm with you. I don't, I don't, think, they, I don't think there's any good reason. The, I don't think there's any good reason, based on what we know, that San Antonio should even, even entertain offers for Kawhi Leonard. And, yeah, that's, that's, that's it, man. There's, there's no good reason. Unless, unless Kawhi, if the only reason would be it, if Kawhi Leonard came to the team and said, "I want to be traded," 
And if they talked it out and still couldn't figure something out, then you start taking offers. And, you know, the whole thing about, like, oh, man, teams are gearing up to, to make a run at Kawhi Leonard this offseason, that's, that's, you know, you know that's, that's, kind of a, that's kind of a GM doing, doing their job. The due diligence. Like, yeah, he's, he's supposed to do that. G, yeah. GMs would, would lose their jobs immediately if they didn't try to figure out a way to get good players to join their team every off season or during the season at any point in time. That's their job is to build a roster of players that can compete for a championship. So if you're not looking at Kawhi Leonard ever and thinking, sure, it'd be cool to have that guy on our team, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. There, the goal has to be at all costs to get Kawhi Leonard on your team. doesn't matter what team you are. You could be the Boston Celtics or the Brooklyn Nets or the Cleveland Browns. Like, get Kawhi Leonard on your team. Like, that's that's the most important. And I said Browns on purpose. He's that good. He could play football too. (laughs) Um, But that has to be the mindset. Yeah, and I just can't see a scenario for the Spurs, at least. Like, if 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 they're arrogant enough to just move on from him from this, then shame on the Spurs. Like, shame on their entire organization. I've been very vocal. Like, I think the Spurs have done a very poor job of managing this situation. And if there is frustration on Kawhi Leonard's part with the organization and he's having questions, then I think the Spurs are responsible for that more so than Kawhi is. So I just – I would like to see that change. But the reality is, Trace, is this team has three games left, and they dropped two stinkers over the last two days against the Clippers and the Lakers. I was at the Clippers game. I wasted my money going to that game. I should have stayed home and watched it for free. I would have been just as angry, but then they went and did it again (laughs) with the Lakers and this team's in trouble, man. They're in trouble heading into the postseason. It's it's going to be, it might be over pretty quick. Yeah. So I have two, you know, there's two thoughts. There's two ways to look at this. One that's really frustrating. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get to the really frustrating one first. So we predicted on this show last week that the Spurs would finish the season five and two, uh, and that those losses would probably be against Portland and Houston. So of course, or and maybe Oklahoma City. So of course, they you know they they, they win a close game against the Thunder. They absolutely destroy Houston on Easter Sunday, and then of I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, all right, man, we got. You know, back to back in LA, the Clippers are not looking great. The Lakers are not looking great. Let's let's see what we can do here, man. So yeah. they go in, like you said, they just blew absolutely. They had double digit leads in both of those games that they should have held on to. But as they are very capable of doing this year, they shot the bed. And so, so let me tell you, like, so look, right now the Spurs are three games back of the Blazers, and they play the Blazers on Saturday. If they hadn't blown those games, they would be one game back of the Blazers with a head-to-head on Saturday. The Spurs would have yeah. had a chance to get back into the three seed, man, and they, they, totally, they totally blew it. So that's but on, the bright, on the bright side, they still have a chance to play the Blazers in the first round. And I still, I will, I will still, I'm going to go to my, my 2018 grave thinking that that's the best possible first round series for the Spurs. Yeah, I, I agree to it. That's the silver lining. They can do it. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with so you. We'll I think that's the only silver lining in it is that they were <laughs> they might fall back to the six seed. Yeah. So with that said, there's three games left. I think we only have a few minutes left, but uh, I'm going to go through them. Do they beat Portland at home on Saturday? They freaking better, Trace. They freaking better. Yeah, I think they. I think they have to. I think that's their. Are they at home against? They're at home against Sacramento on. They're on Monday. Um, yeah, they got to protect home court, man. If they don't win yeah, two games they do. at home here to close the season out, it's. I don't know if that's the kind of thing that's going to bleed into the postseason, but if they don't win those games at home, they're they're definitely going to be playing on the road in the or you know with without home court advantage in the first round. So that's scary. You know they still have they still have the second best home record in the Western Conference behind Houston. They're thirty one and eight. Houston's thirty four and six. So those those home court games are going to mean a lot more once the playoffs start. I think yeah. they finished the season two and one. I think they're going to lose to New Orleans in the final game of the season because that's just the most Spurs thing to do. But I think they beat Portland. I think they beat Sacramento, and I think they lose to New Orleans. That's how the season finishes. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's just where we're at, and it sucks, man. It's dark days, but um, <laughs> I've uh, I've had enough discussing this trade nonsense. I don't want any more of it until the season's over. So if everyone on Spurs Twitter could step away from the ledge, I would appreciate it. Yes, and anyone out there suggesting that the Spurs sign J.J. Redick this summer just needs to log off forever. I'm done. Not yeah, hearing I, it. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about that. That's that's nonsense. Well, Trace. Uh, aside from the topic being a little bit down in the dumps, man, it's always a pleasure to chat Spurs basketball with you, dude. Of course, thanks, man. And thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to follow us at SpursDynasty.com for all of our. Spurs recaps and analysis and breaking news on our Twitter feeds as well. For Trey, I'm Steven. Thanks for listening and go Spurs go.